Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly, with Faker Others and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot Um. and finds the net! On TalkSport 2. Good evening, how are you? And welcome along to Women's Football Weekly, the only dedicated women's football show on the radio. Arsenal do it again. 14 consecutive games unbeaten, but can they become invincible? Oh, that's a good-looking ball for Blackstenius. Lavelle comes... And Blackstenius slots it in for four. Brighton bounce back to winning ways after their manager Hope Powell stepped down last week. Drops her way, it's Georgia Fox. 5-2 Brighton. And it's time for another international break with Serena Wiegmann's Lionesses due to take on Japan and Norway. But it's former Lioness Jill Scott who has Serena Wiegmann excited. I will ask her. <laughs> no, it wasn't the reason. Um, no, but it's, it's uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see her in the programme. All to come for you on Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Frank Kirby and you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2. I'm pleased to say Aston Villa midfielder Remy Allen is with us this evening. How are you, Remy? You well? Yeah, all good, thank you. Yourself? Very good, thank you. Very good. We've just been having a little chat off here about um, your rehab. Your ACL has been done an absolute winner and you've been out now for, is it five months you've been out? Yeah, about five and a half months now. Yeah, so oh, well how's Yeah, how's rehab going? Yeah, I was just saying, obviously, before, it's, it's tough. It's probably mentally tougher than it is physically at times, although with my S&C coach, I'm not so sure about that at times. Um, but, yeah, so it's just, I think it's quite repetitive, and obviously you've got to be really mentally strong to push through some tough days, and there has been some so far. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty much, I would like to say, over halfway now, which gives me a little bit more hope and encouragement, mm-hmm. and hopefully I'll be back out on the grass starting to run soon, so that's sort of my next step. That I'm excited to get to. Talk to me about the the mental side of things, Remy, because it must be so tough when you watch Aston Villa, who you were such a massive part of last season, putting in goals every other game and being such a big part of that squad. To be watching them now, you know, and how well they're doing and not being part of it almost. Yeah, it's tough. It's like game days. I find really hard. Obviously, we're always in rehabbing on game days, and then if we're at home, we'll go to the games. 
And it's one of them, you're buzzing for the girls and I'm buzzing for the club because, you know, we're doing really well. Performances have been brilliant. Results are coming. Um, but you get on the pitch after the game for a win and you just don't have that emotional connection with everyone that you have when you're in it. Mm. Um, and it's quite, a, it's quite a weird place to be in. And there's quite a few times when I've come home after we've won games and I actually feel quite down. Mm. And I think for the first part of the uh, season, it was, it was adjusting to that and dealing with that. And I think now I have to sort of separate the two to sort of deal with it. And it's great, you know, when we're winning and everyone's buzzing and you can you can be slightly a part of that, but also keep myself separate to that and just be really focused on my end goal as well. And I think that's how I've had to sort of learn to cope a little bit. How do you do that? If you're feeling particularly down, how is it you're separating the two? Um, I think I've actually tried to sounds daft because it's what you do in life but I've actually tried to surround myself with the right people okay. and also have stuff to do outside of football um I think I needed you know because it's so mundane and you're doing the same things every single day and you walk in in the morning and you look at the gym and you're like I just know I'm going to be in here for like four hours and this mm-hmm. is going to be tough I feel like when I went home I needed different things to do or I needed to see different people to sort of separate everything because everything's about your knee all the time that's all anyone ever asks you yeah. uh, so it's nice to have that sort of break from football and um, so that's what I've tried to do a lot and you must have um got something new to think about because you got engaged recently as well <laughs> yeah I did um that was obviously something that because I was the one that proposed I was obviously planning that for quite a while and that took over a lot of the stress to be fair because that was my focus and um yeah, the day actually was interesting and it didn't go according to plan at all. Um, How did you do it? It was amazing. How did I do it? Um, It was in a tree house. So like we stayed in like a really, it was beautiful. It was like a 500 old um, tree and obviously it was all built in. Um, But the drama of it all is we had to evacuate the tree house because there was a storm. Honestly, like there was a storm (laughs) and, and the ceiling started to fall in and all this sort of stuff. Um, so I nearly ended up in a travel lodge and, <laughs> and the was nearly cancelled so it was very dramatic but it worked out beautifully in the end we got back in it so it was great you know what they say the worse the weather the better the marriage so that is a good start I like that I'm gonna yeah. hold you to that one <laughs> yeah that's what they say to be fair my wedding day was absolutely bonkers weather it was bonkers and to be fair he's clinging on in there so you know he's doing all right um let's get into the football shall we Remy Uh, let's go back to last night I actually was sitting down last night poured my glass of wine I thought right let's go Manchester United against Chelsea this could be the first time that United beat Chelsea and they had a chance they had their moments but Chelsea just too too good yeah I think I think one of the biggest things for me every time I watch Chelsea is even when they're not playing well their mentality is so strong. Obviously, that cup that comes when you win games, you win titles, you win cups. But I just always feel like they're going to win the game. I just feel like they have that edge over nearly everyone in the league. And specifically United, I feel like maybe that's probably the difference and what Mark's trying to get for United that they probably don't quite have yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was one of them. I think it was a good opportunity for United on the day. But I just think, obviously, errors cost them. And they're so ruthless, Chelsea. I mean, you give the ball to Sam Kerr in them areas, she's going to score goals. 
Yeah, uh, Sam Kerr, she did open the scoring after a bit of a defensive blunder from Manchester United. Then there was a lovely strike from Lauren James, made it 2-0. United's Alessia Russo brought the game back until Erin Cuthbert put it all to bed in injury time to finish up 3-1 Chelsea. Um, I actually want to speak to you about Rachel Williams, formerly of Spurs, come on from Manchester United last night. Every side needs a Rachel Williams. She's just comes in full of aggression and looks like she wants to win. I absolutely agree. I couldn't, I don't think I could speak highly enough of Rach. I think the career that she's had, but even now, even back end of her career, the impact she has on games, I actually thought she was potentially one of Spurs' best players last year. Um, And it surprised me that they didn't tie her down to a new deal. Um, I think it can be a weapon for United. I know she's obviously been injured. um, So she's just sort of coming back, but I think it will give them something that they didn't have last season. Um, and I think she can be dangerous, definitely. Would you start her up there now that Ella Toons had a bit of a knock? Whatever happened there last night, would you see Rachel starting on more often? I think I think there's potential. Obviously, I, obviously looking at Mark's squad now, he brought in a lot of players this season, especially a lot of, t- of attacking players. Yeah. Um, so he's got he's got options. Like I said, I think with Rach, she's quite raw. She gives you something different. Um, and I think if she's fit then I don't see why she can't be starting in that team. Um, We need to speak as well about Lauren James for Chelsea. Um, Wow. Wow. She's on a different level at the minute. She really is. I think obviously last week at Villa, she, she manhandled a couple of our players and the way she was, was just insane. And then again, I think yesterday the the goal, it looks so simple, but that is not a simple finish Mm -hmm. and it's on a weaker foot. Um, And I think, you know, Emma's done a fantastic job with her, got her in great shape. She looks really confident. She looks like she's really enjoying herself. And I think if you're playing against her, you're having nightmares. Yeah, yeah. And she's so physical as well. Um, talk to me about Emma Hayes, because obviously we know she's still off recovering from her hysterectomy. And um, looking at the footage last night, it seemed like all of the, the staff had their, their earpieces in. Is that Emma Hayes on a live link? Because I'm led to believe it is. I mean... I can't imagine that she sat at home with a cup of tea just chilling. <laughs> I can imagine she's still absolutely a huge part of everything that they do. And I'm sure it was her. Um, how could you not want her involved? Mm-hmm. Obviously, her knowledge, her experience and the way she manages her team. Obviously, the staff have done a fantastic job, by the way, since she's been out. But I do imagine that she's still very much a part of everything there. Yeah, I mean, when she'll be back, we're not quite sure. But we did hear earlier on in the week that she's getting better day by day. But like you say... There's no chance she'll be sitting at home resting. She will be not, you know, missing out in any part of that. Um, but Erin Cuthbert as well, credit to her. Brilliant goal last night. So calm. Yeah, I, I love Erin. I think she's a fantastic player. She'll be disappointed, obviously, because it was her ball. that uh, She gave away the ball for the goal for United. Um, yeah. But I think, is, is it, do you just call her the wee Scottish warrior or something like that? Yeah, and yeah. She's... The way she plays. <laughs> personifies that and actually she has so so much quality with it as well she showed that with a goal so yeah. yeah I was pleased for her what do you think about Manchester United Remy moving forward because they've they've been beaten by Chelsea now their first defeat of the season the first time they've conceded a goal then they've got Arsenal after the international break do you think they're just not there at that level to compete with the bigger clubs I think they're getting closer I think from last year to this year I do think they're getting closer Personally, I don't think they're quite there yet. I really don't. I think they probably need a little bit more time 
with the group that he's got, a little bit more experience and probably a few more players because you look at Arsenal, you look at Chelsea, the the the, the squad they have, the quality they have, you know, when they take when they bring players off and they bring players on, it doesn't weaken their side. Mm-hmm. Um, I think United are, are getting there, but I, I still think they're probably maybe a season or two away from it, if I'm being honest. Okay, let's hear now from Manchester United manager Mark Skinner, who despite the defeat was left feeling positive about his side's performance. I felt we could have been more expressive with our attacking in the first half. I felt that we could have moved their lines a lot quicker, absorbed the ball in the front line. I thought Alessio was exceptional at doing that and I felt that we could have learned from that and, and used that. Um, we spoke about that about at half-time. And then second half, it's moments of speed of thought and concentration where we've let them have a chance. You know, we've got, we're down to a 10 players uh, with, with Hannah off and then we play a central pass it, it's those moments in big games we've got to learn from Mark Skinner there um, Remy are you, have you been impressed with the job that he's done since taking over from Casey Stoney yeah I think so I think that wasn't an easy, an easy job to take over by the way who wants to take over after the job that Casey had done mm-hmm. um, I think recruitment has been spot, smart Sorry, I think especially this season you look at the players that he's brought in He's brought in players that can really challenge the starting lineup. They give him a little bit more depth. So I think that's been brilliant. I think probably by the way Mark speaks a lot, I think a lot of it is the mentality side of things. I think that's something that he's still trying to progress with the side. But I think, yeah, overall, I mean, they've had a fantastic start to the season. They've got a tough run now, obviously, with Arsenal after the break. We'll sort of see where they are when they play Arsenal as well. But yeah, I think he's done a great job. Well, he's definitely getting a tune out of them, that's for sure. But last night ended uh, Manchester United 1, Chelsea 3. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. Remy Allen from Aston Villa is with me. It's Shaban with you in for Fake and others. Coming up next, we're going to discuss Arsenal's win over Leicester City and hear from both Jonas Edeval and Willie Kirk. Women's Football Weekly with Fake or others. I'm Mary Earps. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Good evening, how you doing? I hope you had a wonderful weekend and a good Monday. This is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football. You're welcome. It's Shaban with you and for Fake and others. And Remy Allen from Aston Villa is with us as well tonight. And don't forget, if you miss any of our shows or you want to listen again, our podcast is available on the TalkSport app. It's very easy to work. I'd highly recommend it. Go and download it now and you can listen back to any of our shows whenever you like. And the Women's Football Weekly podcast is there as well. Now, Remy Allen is with us. We have to talk about Leicester nil, Arsenal 4 yesterday, Remy. Let's just start with Leicester uh, and the new manager, Willie Kirk, coming in. Do you think him replacing Lydia Bedford was the right call? Um, Yeah, it's a tough one. Obviously, without being in the environment, they hadn't got the results. My opinion is I still think they're going to struggle because I don't think they've got the personnel. And I think that's going to be their main downfall. Obviously, he's coming on a real tough game. You don't want to face Arsenal in your first game. Um, I think maybe the way the game's going, managers don't get time anymore. Um, but I can't see too much changing regardless of manager. I mean, he was he was in there working as technical director, wasn't he? He was in there anyway. Yeah. Um, and we know he's got a lot of experience, but we have seen Willie Kirk, you know, present in the Women's Super League here and there uh, before. And Leicester have a bit of a budget, don't they? We've heard this before, that they have a bit of cash. Do you think you'll see them strengthen in January? 
I think he has to. I think if they want to stay in this league, that's something that they, is an absolute must. Um, because I can't see where they concede a lot of goals and they don't score a lot of goals right now. So I can't. It's not a decent combination. Um, so I think he absolutely has to strengthen his side in January to survive. Let's talk about Arsenal then. Uh, 14 consecutive games unbeaten. It's a record in the WSL. How good are they looking to you? Flying, aren't they? They look so good. Um, they look unstoppable at the minute. I think he's getting every inch out of all of his players. Um, and I actually think they didn't even have to try that hard to win the game yesterday. I think mm-hmm. they were so comfortable. I think they could have gone up a few gears if they wanted to. Um, I think it'll be... It'll be very interesting. Obviously, they play United next, which is a good challenge. Obviously, the Chelsea game, even the City game, they're obviously the games that are going to be very, very important. But yeah. right now, they look at times unplayable. Yeah, I mean, they've really gelled very nicely. And the thing is as well, Remy, they're missing so many key players. That makes you think, oh, the damage they'll do in the later stages of the season, you know, with... Souza, hopefully coming back soon. Leah Williamson will hopefully be back by Christmas anyway. Viviana Miedema off in this leave of absence as well. Just shows you the depth that he's got. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, they've, they've had injuries and then, like, in steps Jordan Nobbs, who's an unbelievable footballer, comes in, scored, is it two and two, I think she had, or yeah. two and three, something right. like that, I think. So they've got players. Mana, Mana sat on the bench. I absolutely love her. Like, and she can't get a game. But... That just shows the players that they've got in right now and the players that they can bring on. So they're in a fantastic position to go on and win this league. Jonas Edeval had mentioned them um, about becoming invincible. Uh, listen to what he said about them. We're working hard. Uh, the players are working hard. The backroom staff is working hard. Uh, and uh, like, like I said, uh, the 13th win, one win is hard. In this, of course, 14 wins in a row, it's very hard. So... Uh, but we keep on going, and uh, if we do our best, maybe we can do a 15th win as well. Jonas Edeval there, speaking of his Arsenal women's side becoming the new Invincibles. Remy, do you think they've got that in their locker? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I'm not a fan of sort of putting stuff out there like that because I think it can come and bite you on the bum a little bit. Um, I No, I don't think there will be. Put myself out, I'm going to look an idiot if they do here, aren't I? Um, no, I think I think there's too much quality, and there's there's too much at stake in the league for a lot of teams for them to go through as invincibles. Um, so I don't quite personally think it will happen. But knowing that, probably I now I've said it, it probably will. No, you never. Well, you never know. I mean, yeah. the, the thing is, he's definitely got the depth, and he's got a, a, such a strong side. But yeah, I think there will be an upset along the way. You look at the injuries that they do have just now. You know, yeah, I think, I think they. If you look as well, like the league in itself is strengthened. Most sides are better. Even like you look at Villa, you look at Liverpool. They're not bad sides, and I think West Ham, like all the teams in it. So I, I really do think it would be really, really hard to go unbeaten. I really do. Uh, let's hear from Willie Kirk now. He has got a job in his hands to get Leicester out of the relegation zone. Hard work in ninety minutes. I thought we we stayed in it. We never collapsed. We never we never gave up. We we actually learnt a lot in the last 20 minutes probably in terms of what potential we've got and what we can do. So I, I don't think it quite went to plan. Obviously when you lose 4-0 it never went to plan but we wanted to stay in the game a lot longer. 
Uh, I think the, the, the goals we gave Arsenal were a little bit cheap. New manager for Leicester there, Willie Kirk. Um, and it ended yesterday, Arsenal for Leicester City nil, and that was at the King Power. Remy Allen from Aston Villa is with me now. Remy, you mentioned West Ham there, how they're improving. Yesterday was an absolutely brilliant game. West Ham four, Brighton five. Yeah, utter madness. I kept checking the scores thinking, what is going on in this game? Um, but yeah, I think obviously Paul Koncheski's come in and I think he's done a good job of them. Um, I'm going to be honest, I think sometimes they're a little bit ugly, a little bit, you know, not nice to play against. But I think that's something that he's wanted to make them. So no one wants to go there. No one wants to play them. I actually think it was out of character for them to concede five goals because I actually think they've looked a lot more solid this year. Um, I think they just need that in the final third because I know obviously Bryn is is the one scoring goals at the, this moment in time. So they probably need a little bit more from their forward players, albeit I know they got on the score sheet yesterday. Yep. But I do think he's come in and done a job with them. So they're, they're a lot stronger and probably a little bit more harder to beat. It's interesting when you mentioned the job that Paul Koncheski's done and um, the side that he's brought out of them. You know, he's wanted maybe a bit more aggression, a bit more force from them. Uh, it was the Aston Villa game um, against West Ham that World War Three kicked off between Hawa Sissoko and Sarah Mailing. Um, Sissoko's still out. She's been given a lengthy ban for that, five matches, um, which seems extreme. Were you, were you at that game? Did you see it? I actually wasn't at the game. I, yeah, I'm, I think I'm kind of glad that I wasn't at the game yeah. because I don't know how I would have responded. So I'm quite feisty myself. <laughs> um, but I think it's one of them. I'm, I'm going to assume maybe the FA want to sort of make a make a statement with it to say, you know, obviously that isn't accept, uh, acceptable. I think it's a five-game ban, is it, that she got? Yeah. yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, my opinion is you can't, you can't throw three punches in a game and probably get away with it. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe the ban was correct. Not saying that from our point of view either, you know, I think Mailing deserved a yellow for her actions as well. Um, but it's one of them. I think it obviously escalated into something ridiculous by the end of it. And I think on reflection, you know, it, it wasn't good for the game. We don't want that. Yeah. Um, hopefully we don't see that again. Although I love being aggressive and I love that side of the game. Obviously, there's, there's a limit with it. Yeah, exactly. No no raising hands, please. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Brighton as well. For that win yesterday, um, for them to be, you know, their manager of who's such a legend, Hope Powell stepping down last weekend after being beaten 8-0 by Spurs. Um, Amy Merrick's taking over as interim manager. Um, they performed so well yesterday. Yeah, and it's obviously it's really tough. You lose your manager midway through a season, you're sort of in a place where you don't know what's gonna happen. You're probably not sure how you're going to play, who's going to manage you, what's your identity. Um, so I think to bounce back and get a result was absolutely massive. Albeit, I think they really made it hard for themselves because they didn't manage the game. You know, the, there was a point where I think there were three, three, one up or yeah. something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. And they, they still they managed to make it a real exciting end to the game, which is great for the neutral. But I think if whoever's in charge, obviously they've got a foundation. I think but game management was massive yesterday, which they probably lacked and just about got away with. Yeah. Um, Brighton had a interest in summer. They let go so many of their great players and it didn't feel like they strengthened in the right areas. But again, I mentioned budget earlier on. They've invested heavily in the, the Brighton side. They've given them a great training facility. They're, they've made improvements to Brighton women. Um, and it's a shame for Hope Powell because it feels like 
you've lost a bit of a legend in women's football in such a bad fashion as well yeah I agree it was it was interesting to watch in the summer because I'm thinking with the investment with what they've got available to them if they go big with players they could they could you know get players in that are a real high quality and like you said it was strange they let their best players go and probably didn't bring in the players that you would expect them to so it was kind of one of them I'm not really surprised they found themselves in the position because every team's trying to strengthen and if you don't you're going to get left behind yeah I mean I, I my heart broke for for Hope Powell on on Sunday when the news when, when the news came out actually when the scoreline happened I thought to myself about this time last year we had Hope Powell on this show uh, Faye was on maternity leave and Hope Powell had come on and um, she was talking about how proud she is and how she cannot fail you know at this job and then I think when that scoreline happened you know that nobody else is more disappointed than Hope Powell yeah I can only imagine how she was feeling and I think for everyone everyone's disappointed that one that she's had to go and even even with that the result that ended it no one wants to end their their career at a a club like that and I think for the respect of her and what she's done within the game it was sort of a sad way to bow out but I'm sure she'll bounce back if she wants to it's hope pal you know she's a legend of women's football so I'm sure she'll be okay I'm going to miss her iconic sunglasses on the side that adjust to the light when she sits in front of press. She's She will be missed for sure in the WSL, so we hope to see her back. Mark Parsons is the rumoured former Netherlands manager to be taken over, but I know you're well connected, Remy. Have you heard anything? There's nothing that I can report. <laughs> no, I actually haven't. I actually haven't. I think that would be, that'd be interesting. That would be a great, a great, person to come in but then I think obviously then the club have to match that with the ambitions and what they invest in the players moving forward because they're going to need that as well. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on Talk Sport. Remy Allen from Aston Villa is with me. My name's Shaban in for Fake and Others. Coming up next we'll go through the rest of the weekend's results in the WSL. Women's Football Weekly with Fake or Others. Hi I'm Leah Williamson from Arsenal Women and you can follow the WSL on Talk Sport too. Good evening, how are you? Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. It's Shaban with you in for Faye Carruthers and you're listening to the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. And don't forget, if you miss any of our shows whatsoever and you want to listen again, our podcast is available on the TalkSport app. So you can download the TalkSport app today and listen to all of our podcasts wherever it is you are going. You can take us with you. Pleased to say that Aston Villa's Remy Allen is with us this evening as well. Remy? doing well over there yeah loving it enjoying life <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being with us we're, we're going through uh, some of the results we need to reflect on reading nil manchester city three bit of a nightmare for reading yesterday not not a good day at the office for emma mccandy yeah i mean i looked at the result and i thought oh what are the odds what are the odds of two own goals in one game that that's pretty rough yeah. I mean, listen, she's a real strong character and she'll bounce back from it. But yeah, as far as the day goes, that's an absolute nightmare. Yeah, uh, you have to give Reading some credit as well and Kelly Chambers uh, some flowers because they're the only side not to be a Premier League side, you know, still in the WSL and a very a much smaller budget. You know, the, the income isn't fully there, but they're, they're, they always hustle, don't they? They do. And obviously, as an ex-Royal, uh, I've got so much love for that club. Um, and I think credit to Kel, because 
year in, year out, she digs in and they manage to not only just survive most of the time, they compete. Yeah. I think this year is probably their most difficult year they're probably ever going to face. Um, like you said, everyone's budget is getting bigger. You're bringing in bigger players, whereas Reddin's probably isn't. So that's really, really tough for them. But I still, I still believe, I still believe that they're they're good enough, and I believe that Kel and the the staff there are good enough to keep them in this league, hundred percent. Do you ever worry though, Remy, that the way the game is going? that there will be a time where that time does run out, you know, and you're, they're going to need more from the club and they're going to need more from the board. Yeah, I do. And it's really sad. It's really sad to think that because if they had the backing that most football clubs have in our league, I, I think they would be obviously in a so much better position. And it's sad to think that there might be a time where their their time runs out because of financial issues rather than it being the actual football um, so I'm, I'm hoping that day doesn't come because I love Reading and I think they've done a fantastic job. Um, but the sad reality is it probably is going to happen. Yeah, um, I read two weekends ago, I think they had their highest crowd attendance ever. Um, so the fans are starting to flock there as well, which is brilliant. Um, but there is that concern because we've seen it happen to Birmingham City as well. Were you at Birmingham? You had left Birmingham when it had just after, just before it was rele- relegated, right? Uh, no, a fair few years before they oh, right, they sorry. actually went on. They uh, Mark came in. They got to the FA Cup final. Um, they had a little bit of success, and then obviously it sort of it spiraled from there. Um, so yeah, I've sort of got friends, people there, obviously throughout my career. So I've sort of seen firsthand what it's like for them players and for the staff. And obviously, I was at Reading for five years. So I've got a lot of love for the people and the club and the fans. The fans are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really difficult and it's a real sad place to be in. And, and for the players as well, you don't want that, and the staff, you don't want that burden or that worry of, you know, are we going to survive? Like, are is the financial like going to be there for them? And I think it's not a nice place to be in. And it's a place in women's football where we want to get away from. Yeah. Um, hate to ask you this question, but do you think they will survive this season? Yeah, I do. Good, good. I like the the positivity and the confidence <laughs> in that. Um, Don't be out there for them. <laughs> Manchester City certainly won't be struggling when it comes to finances and worrying, you know, if they'll they'll stop getting the funds. Are you impressed with Manchester City this season? Um it's a strange one because obviously at the start of the year, start of the season, we beat them, which was massive. And obviously everyone's jumping on the hype, you know, City, City are nowhere near where they used to be, blah, blah. But I just think now they quietly go about their business and they get results. Um, I don't think they have the fear factor that they once had, I'll be honest. However, I still think on their day, they, you know, I watched the Chelsea game against them and actually they didn't play bad at all. Yeah, yeah. They really didn't play bad. So they've still got, you look at their team, you can't tell me they haven't got world-class players in that side. Um, so I think, I wouldn't say I'm impressed because you expect it of yeah. City, but I still think they're going to go and pick up results like they need to. Yeah, no, I, I think we can all see that, but there's something about them at the minute. Perhaps it's because they lost so many players uh, in the window and they're still gelling with the new players as well. But like you say, the world-class talent that they've got, in that side, Manchester City now should be looking to to beat Arsenal, to beat Chelsea, shouldn't they? Yeah, I think, like you said, like I said, I think the fear factor has probably shifted a little bit. 
maybe because of the amount of players that they've lost. And, and I'm still thinking they probably need to bring in a fair few more players anyway. But I think you look at you look at when you play Chelsea and you look at when you play Arsenal and you're like, yeah. oh good God, if we ain't at the top of our game, this could be this could be painful. Whereas I think most teams now are going in against City and thinking, do you know what? I think we can get something out of this. Mm-hmm. And I think that mentality switch is massive for the rest of the league. But in the same breath, I still think City will progress on and I still think they'll be top three, top four by the end of the season. So who that. gets your Champions League spot then? United or City or Villa? <laughs> <laughs> Villa, Villa all day. Never no, um, oh, you're putting me on the spot here. I'm going to put myself out there and probably no one will agree with this, but I'm going to go City. I mm. just think, I just think they have enough experience that United potentially don't have yet. Okay. I'm all for experience because I'm old. Um, <laughs> so you don't I'm look at day over 97, Remy. <laughs> don't hang Thanks. up. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there, and I'm gonna say City get the top, get the third spot. Uh, to be fair, I do agree with you as well. I, I until yesterday when I was watching Manchester United, I thought, oh, there's something. You know, I, I thought they could like quietly go about their business like City. They were been doing so well, but then it's that that moment of experience, the way City bridged yeah. the gap as well last season to take the third place spot was yeah. impressive. Um, and like you say, the world class talent, you know, in that side. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But yesterday, Reading nil, Manchester City 3. Uh, and let's move on to your club now, Remy, because they had a 1-0 win over Liverpool yesterday. Yeah, buzzing with that. I think going away to Liverpool was always a hard place to go. Um, had a feeling, we all had a feeling the game probably wasn't going to be pretty. Don't necessarily think it was. And I think it was always about being professional and grinding out a result. And I think that's something that we very much did. Yeah. Um, Rachel Daly. Stepping up once again. How many penalties have you guys had? I feel like it feels like that. Plus, we obviously went to, um, we had United in the Conti Cup and that went to penalties as well. So I feel like every game has got a penalty within it. But um, Mm. yeah, thankfully she uh, put it away yesterday with an ice cold finish. Is she, is she as good as she looks and what's she like as well? I have to ask that question because I'm a bit of a fan girl. (laughs) What's she like? Well, she sits next to me in the locker room. So we have our lockers. She is the most messiest person on the planet. Yeah. I obviously, me and Rach go way back. We used to play at Lincoln together in the WSL. Right. And we lived, we lived together. And she was an absolute nightmare for leaving stuff everywhere. So within a day or two of her coming in, I was like, do not think we're going back 10 years and you're going to leave a mess everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, she's great. She's so loud. She is. is. She? she doesn't have like a quiet voice. So everything that she does is like shouting which really makes me laugh. But she's, um, yeah, she's a big character. She's bubbly. She's lively. Um, she's been great for the youngsters as well. I think they've all sort of come in and they're like, oh my God, it's Rach Daly. So they all love her. So she's been brilliant for us on and off the field. Yeah. And, you know, on the field, she works a bit of magic, doesn't she? She is just that kind of missing piece that Villa needed to take them to the next level. Yeah, 100%. She's a goal scorer. Yeah. And not only is she a goal scorer, if you if you actually look at the work rate that she puts in, she sets all our presses, she chases lost balls. You know, if I'm a centre-half, I'm thinking I ain't going to have no time on the ball. She reminds me a little bit of Ellen in that sense because right. she works so, so hard. And I think the stuff she does off the ball probably doesn't even get as much credit, but it's fully deserved. And she's 
I think she's transformed the way we play, which is which is brilliant for us. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Liverpool as well, because they started well with that freak game against Chelsea, the opening game of the season. But how did they look yesterday to you? Um, I think they look OK. I think to say that a team that's come up, usually there's probably a big gap. I don't think there is that big gap with Liverpool. I think they're going to be up and down because I still think, you know, a lot of them do have the WSL experience, but not all of them do. Um, I think they probably need another year to bring in new players to sort of progress on. But I do think they're going to be fine in this league. I don't think they'll they'll struggle to survive at all. I want to just take you back, Remy, to uh, last week. There's been a lot of um, stories dominating the press about Hannah Hampton, uh, the Aston Villa goalkeeper. Uh, she's had a procedure over the weekend that she's posted from her, her hospital bed uh, saying that she's looking forward to get back. Um, we also know that she's been left out of the England squad again. And Serena Wiegmann, England manager, has uh, spoken to us here on TalkSport about why she's been omitted from the squad. I think I explained that in September. So, uh, yeah, she, she, she had um, a personal issue to solve. She's at club and she still is. And that's the only comment I would like to give. Remy Allen here with us. Uh, and that was Serena Wiegmann talking about Hannah Hampton. Remy, just quickly, I know everybody's been asked about this and it puts you in a position, but um, is everything okay there? Yeah, obviously she's away. She's had her minor procedure. Uh, as I understand, she'll be back in, in not too long. So she'll be back with us. And obviously it'll then be a return to play process, which will take a while. Um, but yeah, she's had to take some time away to deal with um, this issue. And I think it'll be good for her to get back in, get on the training pitch yeah. and let her football do the talking. And I think she does that. It's only for the benefit of Villa as well. So hopefully she'll be back soon. Absolutely. OK, you're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. My name's Shabana Hearn. Remy Allen from Aston Villa is with us as well. Coming up next, we're going to get the rest of the week's news and hear from England manager Serena Wiegmann. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Ashley from Putnam Hotspur and you're listening to the Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Good evening, how are you? Hope you're having a wonderful Monday. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shaban, in for Fake and Others, and Remy Allen from Aston Villa is with us tonight as well. Don't forget, we're available on podcast as well, so plenty of places you can download us. But first, head over to the TalkSport app, find us there. You can subscribe elsewhere as well. But yeah, you can listen back to the show anytime uh, on the TalkSport app. Now, Remy, let's just talk quickly about what happened yesterday. Tottenham uh, Hotspur were due to face Everton and the game was then called off due to a waterlogged pitch. Uh, Izzy Christensen from Everton put up a tweet saying it's just not good enough um, that, you know, there's still being games being called off because of a waterlogged pitch under the circumstances. Uh, Do you expect better? Yeah, I agree. I think... We talk about it being a professional league. We talk about it being televised and the standards that we we expect. I think it's really disappointing to... I mean, you can't help with the pitch at times. I understand that. But to have travelled, to be there on the day for the fans, for everything like that, I think it is really disappointing. And I mm-hmm. don't think... I hate to compare it, but I don't think you'd see that happen in the men's game. And, you know, we keep talking about us wanting to be the best league in the world and how we want it to be, you know, professional, this, that and the other. I don't think things like that help. It makes it feel Sunday league and it shouldn't be like that now. No, that's a very good point. And it's good to hear somebody speaking honestly uh, about that as well, because I think you're right. The way the game is growing, it's like, well, we should feel happily and privileged. But actually, there's still a long way to go. This is really going to annoy you, Remy, because uh, Luton Town women, uh, their game was called off two minutes before kickoff yesterday. Uh, yeah, because they didn't want the pitch being damaged for the men's training the next day. I'm not going to lie, I seen it and I had to click off it because every part of me wanted to respond to it on Twitter. And I thought, just don't be that person because you're not going to get anywhere with them. But I just think that's absolutely embarrassing. Like, it's we talk about equality. We're not... I mean, that is just another level. Like, how are we in a place where women, you cannot play because, again, by the way, because men have training tomorrow? Like, I I, I just don't think that's acceptable. And that shows where we're still at in certain aspects. Yeah, and it's people, people actually just having the having the the guts well not the guts because it's fine you can put it out there anyway but so everybody's like how have they let that happen how have yeah. Luton actually allowed for that to happen and yeah. even the men would probably be looking and going if we knew about that you know the players would probably go let them let them let them train let them play their game you know we yeah. shouldn't we can yeah. do better than that yeah that's the thing I think often like men get a bad rep the players get a bad rep and it's not them not them yeah. you know, they're great like a lot of the time they're absolutely great and support what the females are doing I think sometimes it's a it's obviously the the club or the staff or whoever at Luton who've made that decision it will not be the men um so yeah it's just it's really disappointing and sometimes like you when you hear things like that it's like two steps forward five steps back um, so it just shows we've still got a lot to fight for and obviously we won't stop and we will do that and hopefully we don't get situations like that again yeah hopefully not yeah. and it will always come out now that's the thing it will yeah. come out um, and it just never looks good um, the Lionesses are back in action this week they face Japan on Friday 
Let's hear now what England manager Serena Wiegmann has to say about looking ahead to that one. I'm looking forward to it. It's really nice to play Japan. Uh, of course, an Asian country, so different style of play, which is good for us to, to, to practice. And another good game. They've been top level of the game um, that took for a long time. Um, so really looking forward to it. And Norway, of course, well known. Uh, change coaches, so Higgeries is, uh, of course, uh, known here. They changed a little the style of play. Had a good uh, camp last, uh, last month. So looking forward to that one too. Serena Wiegmann there talking to Talk Sport. They are away again, Remy, another international break. They've got Japan and then Norway. What do you expect from that kind of competition? Uh, I think, obviously, Japan will give us a different a different test, which is nice. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we respond to playing a team like that because I don't think we have in a while. So it'll be good to see whether she goes with her sort of standard side that she always has or will she give other players opportunities um and then I think it's Norway you say I think the second game um I think that's a similar to test similar test to probably what we faced recently but it's also we're in a different stage of the season players are in a different place a lot of the players since the Euros have moved on to different clubs uh, so it'd be really good to see sort of where we're at as a country together um but I'm really looking forward to the Japan game I think that'll be a really nice test yeah, some brilliant players, even, you know, we see in the WSL as well. I'm looking forward to seeing Mana Wabuchi. She better be in there because she's had no minutes over here. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, she's she's insane. And they've got, like you said, they've got a lot of quality in their side and they pose sort of different questions for us. So it'll be, it'll be a really brilliant test for us. They are missing a few players as well. Uh, Frank Kirby out just now, Leah Williamson, of course, out just now, um, and a couple of the young talent coming through as well. We mentioned Katie Robinson, Mela Tessie. Do you think they'll get some minutes, Remy? Um, probably not. Probably not, knowing Serena and the way she's sort of done things in the past. I hope they do, especially Mela. I think she's been superb, and I'm a huge fan of her, and I think she'll have a fantastic career. Um, so it'd be good if they can, but in the same breath, obviously there's still some fantastic players that are there who will want minutes as well. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what approach she actually takes. Let's hear now from the England camp ahead of their two upcoming international friendlies. Talk Sports, Jeff Peters caught up with Sandy McIver. 2022, what a year. Um, you know, we're heading towards the end of it. How, how do you begin to, to, to look back on what it's been for you personally and for women's football? I think for women's football as a whole, it's been a fantastic year. Um, you know, I don't think anybody could have written this year so far better for England women's football. Um, I think winning the Euros has has shown not only the progress, but again, adds as a catalyst for uh, the team going into the World Cup next year, but for, for women's sport in general. Well, we can hear now from Mia Letessier, who's been called up to the Lionesses for her first time. Yeah, I think I'm pinching myself every day, to be honest. You know, to be like training and playing with with these like top players at, at United and you know to be to be training with them to be playing against them and and having the pressure that we do at United is it's obviously a privilege to us to be to be in that position anyway so I think it's uh yeah it's been a pretty as I said crazy moment and crazy few months for me but I'm really happy with, with how it's going. There you go, Heaton from the Lionesses ahead of international duty. They have Japan and Norway ahead of them in the next week. Remy Allen is with me uh, on Women's Football Weekly tonight. Remy, last night, nine o'clock, did you watch it? I'm a celebrity. Oh, I was buzzing for it. I couldn't wait. I absolutely, I love the show anyway, but to have someone like Jill on it, it just, 
it's it was so strange I, I just was like I can't believe she's on this show it's mental and obviously she did amazing she come across great so I'm like that's going to be me nine o'clock every night cannot oh. wait do you know what see her sports mentality and just how bubbly and cute she is I mean yeah. everybody already talking about her Jill Scott got to be the winner uh, and the yeah. fact that she's such a hero as well um it, my, my sister Rusha who plays with you of course she she was texting yeah. us last night in our group chat saying I can't stop smiling at the TV <laughs> yeah I know exactly what she meant and to be honest with you it was the moment when she fell out the hammock for me it absolutely <laughs> just summed her up a treat and I just thought you are just brilliant yeah. but yeah I mean that task it really made me think about, could I do something like that? And the answer is absolutely not. But her mentality, just she just like stormed through that platform. Gang uh-huh, yeah. yeah. But it was like, she knew that obviously she had to do it because the other lady was waiting and waiting, bless her. And she was just like an animal at it. And I think she's going to be great because she's going to like um, face things head on. And I just yeah. think she's obviously hilarious as well, which is even better so I'm so excited to watch it I've heard so many stories about how funny she is I'm sure we're going to get such an insight into her uh, in the jungle as well but yeah that 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 challenge walking out over the plank hanging off the side and your man Baba just standing back there thinking right right there's the women just putting me to absolute shame. It was quality. Uh, Jill yeah. Scott, of course, participating in the new I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. And here's what Serena Vigman had to say about it. Did you speak to Jill Scott? Did you know she was going into the jungle? Is that part of the reason she had to step back and retire? <laughs> I don't think that's the reason why she retired. I think she got that opportunity. Would be, um, oh, that's, I, I will ask her. <laughs> no, it wasn't the reason. Um, no, but it's, it's uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing her in the program. Great. Uh, do you have any phobias? Um, no, I don't have any, no, I'm not really. Not scared of anything? Well, some things I don't really like, but that I would be don't losing. think I'll She's not start done that yet. <laughs> streaming. Serena Vigman there speaking about Jill Scott going into the jungle. When I interviewed Serena uh, last week, she was saying she's putting a big red X through the, the calendar at a certain time and that means they will be watching the games and they'll be supporting her as well uh, really good to hear from her there uh, Remy Allen thank you so much for your time tonight it's been lovely having you on the show no worries thank you so much I've really enjoyed it thank you good luck with rehab as well we hope to see you back on the pitch very very soon thanks Remy Allen Jeff Peters Serena Vigman, producer Will and of course all of you as ever for listening don't forget if you miss any of the live shows you can download the Women's Football Weekly podcast via the TalkSport app and listen back throughout the week as well you're very welcome next year on TalkSport 2 it's a special episode of The Ruck when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.